like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. More fine music for you today from the down-home folk music scene in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our guest is Brett Chemnitz, and besides scheduling the music at Milwaukee's The Coffee House, Brett plays on his own and also is part of Pebble Creek Crossing and with the Plum Creek String Band and in various other configurations. Brett Chemnitz joins us by phone today from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Brett, welcome back. This time to share your own Song of the Soul. Well, thanks. It's good to be on your program once again. I understand you're maybe on the tail end of a cold. Are we ready for winter to be gone here in Wisconsin? Oh, I am. I think most of us are. I think many people were saying that back in November already, though. Are are you a northern boy, born and raised? Yeah, yeah. I've lived in Milwaukee all my life. The rest of my siblings all split, and I stayed in town here. So you've been part of the music scene for a long time. One of the things we talked about before was the coffee house, and I guess it's presumptuous of Milwaukee to think that they have the coffee house, but on 19th Street, there's a great institution that's been going 30-some years. You've been part of it for not quite that long. How how long have you been associated with the coffee house? No, I've been for, for more than 30 years. It's been going on since 1967. And were you one of the originators? No. It was originated by Agnes Seidler and Chuck Witt, and they brought in a pastor from an organization called Lutheran Campus Ministry who gave us money the first number of years, but they had some inner squabbles, which was unfortunate. Alan stayed with us, but then he passed away suddenly. It was just a shocking thing. That man was an angel. There are certain people that are just wonderful human beings that just have no evil in them. I'm not one of them, (laughs) but Alan was. And he he left a nice legacy, and I think he would be uh, happy to know that we're still chugging along so many years later. And in the interview that I did with you where we talked about the music of Larry Penn, you did mention a little bit about the schedule of The Coffee House. And website-wise, folks, that's the-coffee-house.com. And you can find a link on org. But Friday, Saturday, Sundays, is, are those the days that we usually look for something going on there or other days of the week? How does that go? Actually, we don't do Fridays anymore. We're having trouble getting enough volunteers. 
So uh, Saturdays and the second Sunday of the month is a benefit for, it's called Living Activism, and we do a benefit for one organization or another, whatever. It's a free will donation to get in, and uh, all that money goes to the organization. And then the fourth Sunday of the month, we have uh, an open mic. Poets, musicians, comedians. If you've written a small play, but it better be very small because you only get 15 minutes. (laughs) Speaking of small plays, have you ever heard the song by Tom Paxton says, I think that it starts off with the line, I'm going to sing you all the wonders done by Spiro Agnew. And then it's over. Sure, sure. That I maybe is an eleven-second song, I guess. In that case, <laughs> well, it's similar to um, on Patrick Sky. Patrick Sky, uh, one of his Vanguard records. Oh, he was buddies with Mississippi John Hurt. You hear Sky saying, "Oh, the immortal Mississippi John Hurt sings Gilbert and Sullivan." And then Hurt comes on and goes, "Gilbert and Sullivan." <laughs> I felt like, uh, well, this is a song that won't be featured in today's program, but I'd I'd written a tune with one verse that I'm not amused if I'm accused of infinite verbosity. Must confess I don't possess intrinsic virtuosity. Besides, I even doubt that words could even deal with the happiness you make me feel. And I thought, boy, I'm just the king of everything. And I was watching Dick Cavett maybe a day later, and he had a Gilbert and Sullivan uh, specialist on the show. The guy started singing these Gilbert and Sullivan songs, and I realized that I guess I'm just got nothing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan stuff was was just so great. Well, it's not true that you don't got nothing. You've got a lot, and I want to start sharing it right away. So let's start talking about your music. What do you want to share for your song of the soul, Brett? Well, we already did a program on Larry Penn, but I'm not done with him yet because it was just such a nice revelation to hear him the first time I heard him. And not long after uh, that, why I'd, I'd written a song about him, he confirmed what I believed in the music. I already loved Woody Guthrie and Lead Belly and working people and the idea of having something to believe in just working for the downtrodden. He was a great man. And then there's another person that I didn't learn to love until I started reading some stuff about country music, and I dabbled in some things and kept running across George Jones, so I started listening to him closely. I read a biography of him, and I wish I could recall the title of it, but it was a very interesting and touching biography, and parts would make one sad, but I took the most meaningful parts of that and wrote a song called George Jones, which was on my um, expensive business card CD, and I'd thought about putting a sticker on the CD saying featuring George Jones, but that (laughs) would have been deceptive practices. Yeah, well, that's a great way to start off your song of the soul, Brett. We'll start with Penned for Larry, for Larry Penn, that is uh, original by Brett Chemnitz. It was originally on his Ear Food cassette. This is in a radio studio, a radio interview with Brett Chemnitz. 
And then we'll go right into George Jones, as Brett said, from his expensive business card CD. Here's Brett Chemnitz, pen for Larry. In his lips, a cigarette. In his flask, coronet. He passed it over. I took a drink. In his face, the lines of years, lines of happiness and tears. Each line has its stories and its songs to sing. Play another song for the workers, one about the trains. I want to hear that cookie song again. Telling tales of hobo camps, of the wobblies and the tramps, smoke curled to the ceiling. He started up a song, Big Rock Candy Mountain, Pretty Boy Floyd, and then a couple of his own. Sometimes we sang along. Play another song for the workers One about the trains I want to hear the cookie song again He put out his cigarette Polished off the coronet Sang a couple more In his gravel voice so true Songs of life and living songs of hope and giving songs of real life people, folks like me and you, play another song for the workers, one about the trains, I want to hear the cookie song again. Started singing and then learned how to play Songs that he sung Battles lost, battles won Battles that still go on today Tuned in at night To the Grand Ole Opry Everybody listen to that show If I'm asleep, wake me up To hear Roy Acuff Can't miss old Bill Monroe Steel guitar whining Like the whistle from a train Sings the songs to cauterize the pain No matter how fast you run You can't escape the past Remnants of the memories remain 
Daddy'd come home some nights, times when he'd been drinking. Pull that little boy out of his bed. Sleep still in George's eyes. Daddy gave him a whipping. Then he'd make him sing for all his friends. Sing and dance for daddy's drunken friends. In this life we lead, one thing is for sure. We all have pain we must endure. Yonder comes the man, sacrificial lamb, singing out loud and strong and pure. Steel guitar whining like a whistle from a train, sings the songs to cauterize the pain. No matter how fast you run, you can't escape the past. The remnants of the memories remain. Years have gone by. Now George does the drinking. Now he does powder and pills. Demons get the best of George. He gets no rest, no sleep. He knows he never will. Praise to God, someday he will. He won an award last night on TV. I'm afraid it almost made me cry. I could see the fears you carry through the years. Frightened little child was in your eyes. Steel guitar whining like the whistle from a train. Sings the songs. Cauterize the pain. No matter how fast you run, you can't escape the past. The remnants of the memories remain. A bit of the depth behind the story of George Jones. And before that, we had Pen for Larry, both those songs by Brett Chemnitz, here today for Song of the Soul. When you want to track him down, one of the easiest ways to get a hold of him is to go to the coffee house, 19th Street Coffee House in Milwaukee, the website, the-coffee-house.com. Again, the easy way to do this is all come via NortonSpiritRadio.org. We have the links there. Two really moving songs about people who've influenced your music, I guess, Brett. One of the descriptions that I saw of your music was that you like to play folky tonk. That's pretty picturesque. Could you tell me about your influences in general? I mean, how did you get to be the musician that you are? I'm into a lot of different things. I like jazz. I don't play jazz, but 
there's a little bit of that in what I do. And, and if blues isn't folk music, there's no such thing as folk music. And that's why I got into country also, because I see a lot of white singers that mimic black folks where they maybe should be wearing blackface, like as was done in the 20s and, and such. You know, I I don't consider that respectful, as opposed to someone like Craig Simpson or John Stano, two local Milwaukee guys, they'll do a blues, but they sound like themselves. They sound like who they are, rather than trying to imitate somebody else, and yet they're respectful of the traditions. Um, I guess I'm going off topic a little bit, but I'm into a lot of different kinds of things. A friend of mine put me on to Western swing music, and I enjoy anything that swings. I got into uh, Mississippi John Hurt a long time ago, and I guess he's an influence, as is uh, Joseph Spence and Reverend Gary Davis. Uh, What a great guitar player he was, and I love his vocals, although it might be a little rough for some, but I guess folky talk means it's, it's not Peter, Paul, and Mary Kingston trio folk music. It's got a little more grit, a little more edge to it. By the way, I, I have to give you an apology. I know that we're doing this interview right at the tail end of a cold that you've had recently. I appreciate you doing the extra mile here to give us this interview on this day, and I, I do wish you good health. And I also wish from you another song that we can listen to. Well, I'll tell you what. I mentioned Craig Seamson before. I met him at a coffee house picnic, and this guy was just playing well and singing well. And I was doing booking for the coffee house way back then, and I started booking him, and we also became good friends. Years later, I was invited to a surprise birthday party for him. Well, I'm at this party, and I'm my eyes keep going to this woman named Mary Lou, and I'm thinking, you know what? what's wrong? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm married. I'm not looking for somebody, but my eyes kept being drawn to her. But then I checked around the rest of the party and most all the other guys, eyes kept going in her direction too. I mean, she, she wasn't what a sexist pig would call a 10, but she was just, well, she was very attractive, but she had a charisma that few people have. People are just naturally, I just realized everybody was drawn to her, so I wrote a song for her called, surprisingly, Mary Lou. Every guy that I know that's heterosexual is in love with Mary Lou. She just revealed where she got her appeal. Maybe I have appealed to target of all eyes in a crowded room subject of a thousand dreams and one romantic tune if Van Gogh were alive if the Dutchman survived he would offer his other ear Gauguin was displeased with his home by the sea she wasn't there she was here 
like Renoir Monet, she leaves a fine impression. I only hope this song can give it adequate expression. Is it love? Is it lust? Does it need to be discussed? How I feel about Mary Lou. If I give her the eye, would she give me a try? Maybe not. That's all right too. Worthy of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. That's beyond my capability. Clearly, a song by a man who appreciates fine art, including Van Gogh, Gauguin, and, of course, Mary Lou. <laughs> Maybe she should have been painted, huh? <laughs> yeah, she's she's something else. And she's still around too. And she's still charismatic. And she's still not not interested even though I'm single now. <laughs> what a shame, eh? Life is like that though. Terrible shame, terrible shame. Again, that song is by Brett Chemnitz, who is here today for Song of the Soul. Mary Lou. And that's on his Expensive Business Card CD. You can follow the link from NordenSpiritRadio.org. If you know how to spell Brett Chemnitz, then you can go find him right away on CD Baby, for example, where you can find two of his recordings. But unfortunately, Brett, you've got all these songs penned up, hiding in your house, in your guitar, in your heart, that just don't get out there to the world. So if there's a rich benefactor out there who wants to subsidize some studio time, should they contact you? Is that okay? <laughs> oh, I'm not looking to hustle some coin. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate the plug, my friend. But I'm a big boy, and I take care of myself. Now, I was changing my favorite sons. I have a favorite son and a favorite daughter. That's the advantage of having one of each. <laughs> yes. You know, they're also my least favorite son and favorite daughter on occasion as well. But in fact, one of the occasions when Tony was my least favorite son, and I had no favorite daughter at the time, I was changing his diaper, and I was a little frustrated because he was getting too old to be using diapers. But I realized I didn't want to be negative, so I I was playing mandolin back in those days, and as I was changing his diaper, I generally don't play mandolin while I'm changing diapers, but I, <laughs> I came up with this little melody for a tune about wearing diapers and getting out of diapers and um, other things involved in growing up. Fortunately, this song not only helped Tony with his potty training, but it's helped a number of children get out of diapers. So, um, you know, record this and you can sing it for your kid. And if you want, you can sing it with I'm a Big Girl Now. 
and that works just as well. This is called I'm a Big Boy Now. When I was just a baby, I used to have to wear diapers. Used to have to wear diapers, cause I would be in my pants. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I go potty in the potty. I'm a big boy now. When I was just a little boy, my mama used to wash me up. My daddy used to wash me up. I didn't wash myself. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I can wash my face and hands. I'm a big boy now. When I was just a little kid, I used to scream and holler. I used to scream and holler. I didn't talk. But I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I can talk in sentences. I'm a big boy now. When I was just a little kid, my mama put my clothes on me. My daddy put my clothes on me. I couldn't dress myself. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I can put on all my clothes. I'm a big boy now. When I was just a little boy, my mama used to tie my shoes. My daddy used to tie my shoes. I couldn't tie my shoes. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I can tie them in a bow. I'm a big boy now. When I was just a baby, I used to have to wear diapers. I used to have to wear diapers, cause I would poop in my pants. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. I go potty in the potty. I'm a big boy now. Brett Kemnitz is definitely a big boy now, and so is his son, the one who he wrote that song, I'm a Big Boy Now, for. It's from the Kid with the Dinosaur CD. You can find that on CD Baby if you wish. And (laughs) I have to say, Brett, there's just one awesome story that I heard from Peter Alsop, who I think maybe you encountered over the years. He was preparing a CD with important songs for kids and suggestion came to him that he needs to have a song that will encourage potty training. And so he wrote one that's got the tune and some of the words connected with Pop Goes the Weasel, but it's Poop Goes the Weasel. You'll have to listen to it. Anyway, it got a lot of airplay, particularly in California where Peter's from. It was playing and this three-year-old was getting in his car seat and the song came on the radio and it made the kid laugh so hard. This three-year-old laughed so hard that he peed his pants and his mother straight off 
calls up Peter Alsop to report that this song. So I guess Peter knew it was a success. I don't know. It just, I'm hoping that I'm a big boy now has gotten you some acclaim that way. Some parents who said, yeah, my kid got all of a sudden excited about talking in sentences or tying their shoes or something because of your song. Did you get any feedback like that? Well, it's odd. I was at a Larry Penn concert, and somebody asked about me. Just I heard somebody talking behind me, and somebody said, oh, yeah, he's the one that wrote that song that helped my grandson learn to use the potty. So, you know, and sometimes I'll give a young parent the recording just because it's a positive song for uh, learning to do what you need to learn when you're a little kid. Actually, it's mostly for stuff a little beyond potty training, but that's where it starts. Now, I have a younger brother who's, I don't know, about 15 years my junior. So he came along a lot later because I'm not the oldest of the siblings either. You know, he was about 10 years younger than the youngest up to then. He was kind of the afterthought. But when he was about, I don't know, five or six, he was really impressed with some kid at school that was a bully. Well, when I was in grade school, there was a new kid that came to school, a nice-looking kid named Donnie, and he and I became friends. And I'm kind of glad we did because he got in a fight with just about everybody else, and he won most of them, but he didn't win all of them, and... He got a little marked up. So when my brother Paul was talking about this bully, I told him about uh, Donnie and how he ended up being one of the toughest kids in grade school and ugly the rest of his life, you know, from getting scars from all the fighting. And it was funny because I sometimes when you look at somebody, you can see them digesting what they're hearing. And I could see that Paul was all of a sudden a little bit less impressed with the bully in school. And right when I told him the story, I realized that that would make a good song. Well, about 10 or 15 years later, I was doing the dishes, and all of a sudden the chorus came to me. And uh, that was a good year for doing dishes. I got three songs out of doing dishes, and the story of Donnie was uh, one of them, so... Here's the story of Donnie from The Kid with the Dinosaur CD. Donnie was a new kid in school Uncomfortable at best He thought he'd gain a reputation He earned one with his fist Didn't consider wrong or right Only wanted to fight and fight and fought well Usually won not when all said and done He was rough He was tough Quick with his fists and that kind of stuff Other kids were afraid One of the toughest in the primary grades Maybe no one ever said to him Think about what you do never pays to worry about what others think of you still kept on punching kicking and bruising usually winning but sometimes losing more's the pity and shame he paid for his bit of fame he was rough he was tough 
quick with his fists and that kind of stuff. Other kids were afraid. One of the toughest in the primary grades. Kids will be kids and boys will be boys and they'll do what they will. Johnny got a reputation. Years past, I remember him still. Two years of fighting, his face got marred. Once good looking, now was scarred. It was like he'd been cut with a knife. Ugly the rest of his life. He was rough, he was tough. Quick with his fists and that kind of stuff. Other kids were afraid. One of the toughest in the primary grades. Brett Chemnitz serves up another lesson for the youth crew. It's called The Story of Donnie, but it's from your own life, too. If you were a friend of Donnie's growing up, Brett, does that mean that you got into those scrapes, too? I didn't get in a lot of fights. I didn't like fighting. I just thought fighting was wrong. And the other thing was I was, in comparison, fairly quick-witted. And so people knew that they messed with me, they might end up with a nickname or something that they wouldn't like. Now, I noticed these last two songs, I'm a Big Boy Now and The Story of Donnie from your Kid with Dinosaur CD. They are both, I imagine, from a time when your kids were young, that that's what the inspiration was for them. I don't know if that's true. I noticed that a lot of musicians, and particularly folk singers, go through their kid period, their kid song period. Did you write songs actually for your kids? A few, but I used to do a lot of library programs. Every summer, the Milwaukee Public Library would have different themes, like one year the theme was dinosaurs, so that's where the kid with the dinosaur was. Another year we had all creatures great and small. Quite a few tunes came out of that. One that came from my daughter a little bit, working at the library, I checked out Aesop's Fables, and I wish I would have read them to my favorite son when he was a little boy, but Rebecca was a little younger. Here's something I recommend for everybody. There's a reason these fables have lived as long as they have. They're true. They last forever. And although they're usually about animals, they're really about people and how people are who they are, and they generally don't change. I was dealing with some weirdness at work with some people not acting in a friendly manner. We'll just put it that way. But at the same time, I was reading, what I would do is I would read two fables to Rebecca every night. I'd read one, and then I'd have her interpret it to me. And she was, I don't know, about five or six, but she was a pretty canny kid. And she would give me her interpretation, and then I'd read another, and she'd give me her interpretation of that, and then we'd go on. But I would leave it to two a night. But I would also remember these fables from when I was a kid. I read them way back when, but they held a lot more meaning with the experiences that I had now. So the first tale in the song, Bird is a Bird, is from Aesop's fables. But then the other tales are... Another thing I used to do was, was read folk tales from all around the world. 
there are a lot of similar folk tales from different cultures because people are still the way they are. Even though it's all animals in the tales, it's about people and how to deal with people and how to deal with problems. So anyway, here's a Bird is a Bird from The Kid with the Dinosaur CD. Walking on a path, a cold and wintry day, a man spied a snake frozen stiff along the way. He opened up his cloak to warm the snake against his skin. Unfortunately, that was to be the end of him. The frozen stiff, the snake still revived from the cold. Came back to life like Lazarus of old. He bit the man and poisoned him. The man was heard to cry. I should have known, for he is still a snake. And then he died. A bird is a bird, and a cat is a cat. Dog is a dog, and a rat is still a rat. A mouse is not an elephant, cause he's not that big. A pig is not a horse. A horse is not a pig. Said the scorpion to the eagle. I wish that I could fly, won't you take me for a little ride up in the sky? I know you will sting me, I'll die if I do. Unfortunately, if you die, I'll fall to my death too. The scorpion got his wish while up in the air, for his trouble stung the eagle while they were up there. Eagle asked him why, scorpion said, Sam, I really cannot help myself, it's just the way I am. Bird is a bird and a cat is a cat. Dog is a dog and a rat is still a rat. A mouse is not an elephant, cause he's not that big. A pig is not a horse, a horse is not a pig. The tarantula cannot swim, never even tried. To get across the lake, he asked the tortoise for a ride. I know that you will bite me, said the tortoise with a frown. Not so said the tarantula, for I will surely drown. The tortoise and his passenger were headed to the shore. That's when the bite occurred, the tortoise asked what for. Reply that he heard as they sank beneath the wave. Don't you know I'm a tarantula? They shared a watery grave. Bird is a bird and a cat is a cat. Dog is a dog and a rat is still a rat. A mouse is not an elephant, cause he's not that big. A pig is not a horse, a horse is not a pig. The reason that I sing to you these tales from long ago, because there is a message here, something you should know. Always do good work, one thing you will learn, there will be those who will give you evil in return. A bird is a bird, and a cat is a cat. Dog is a dog and a rat is still a rat. A mouse is not an elephant, cause he's not that big. A pig is not a horse, a horse is not a pig. A Bird is a Bird by Brett Chemnitz. He's my guest today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.com. 
www.ghostbusters.org. On that site, you'll find almost 10 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests, more information about them. You'll find a place to leave comments and read other people's comments. Please do post a comment when you visit because we love two-way communication. There's a place to donate. That is how this work is supported. So click support to make a donation to Northern Spirit Radio. But even better than that, and before you do that, and on top of that, please remember to support your local community radio station. So much of the airwaves in the U.S. right now is going to the highest bidder, and it's serving various purposes, which are not the purposes of the people. Your community radio station gives you a slice of news and of music that you get nowhere else. So start out by supporting your local community radio station. Again, Brett Chemnitz is here today. Perhaps maybe most renowned right now for his association with the coffee house in Milwaukee, 19th Street Coffee House. There's a link to it on my site, the-coffee-house.com. And if you just search for 19th Street Coffee House, you'll also find it. There's so much I could talk to you about, Brett. And, you know, you and I have a, a communication wavelength between our heads that that goes back and forth. I I really feel connected to both your songs, your sense of humor, your life experience. I want to mention a little bit more about your musical experience. You've been part of various groups and from time to time do that now. In addition to doing the scheduling for the coffee house, periodically are part of Craig Simpson's group, Plum Creek String Band. Uh, you've been part of the Pebble Creek crossing and you team up with various people. Andy Jelly is one of the people I saw that you performed with at the coffee house just back at the beginning of March. There's a whole bunch of people you associate with. You don't have your own website, however. Is that just because you're the modest type? That must be it. Either that or because I'm almost broke. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, I still want to get in a little bit more of your music, so keep us going. What's next up for your Song of the Soul? Well, I wrote a song about the one that got away. Most of us have one that got away. I did see her many years later when she was uh, single again and I was single again. And I found out that, no, she wasn't as ideal as I (laughs) thought she was. But, you know, when you don't have much experience... Sample size makes a big difference. Here's a song of a broken heart called uh, Wentworth Avenue Lament. It all should be water that's under the bridge Water that's over the dam I still can recall all the things that we did And yet I don't quite understand I still remember you How it used to be I'm still in love with you Are you in love with me? Trying to put all that's past behind Your memory blocks out the sun all of the others just serve to remind you were the only one I still remember you how it used to be and I'm still in love with you 
Falling down to the ground Snow is all melted away I just might be crazy But what I have found Love still lingers today I still remember you How it used to be I'm still in love his broken heart across our radio waves. The song is Wentworth Avenue Lament. I assume Wentworth Avenue is in Milwaukee somewhere, even though I lived there for more than eight years. I don't recognize it. Is, is that true? Is that where it's from? Yeah, it's in Bayview. And, and I lived within, therefore, a mile of it, uh, at least for four of my years in Milwaukee. It is interesting, though, the one that got away and who you're with today and where you end up. My first girlfriend, she and I are in touch, and I really both respect and like her a lot now. I'm very, very happy with my wife, but each of those steps along the way, the places I was attracted, the places I was connected, they were part of learning to be who I am. What did you get out of, on the positive side, I guess, out of that heartbreak connected with Wentworth Avenue? Oh, a good song. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, maybe a few months before the woman I was living with most recently left me, uh, I started dreaming of Ms. Wentworth Avenue uh, again. She was walking away from me, and I said to her, just walk away, Renee. Her name wasn't (laughs) Renee, but, you know, I like the song. And then she turned around, and she walked back, and she hugged me. So that was kind of nice. I got a nice dream out of it. Excellent, excellent. Well, I I guess part of her charm, I've always been somewhat opinionated, but I try to learn and be critical of myself. And uh, she would always question, I I would hold unusual uh, opinions, and she'd want to know why. And I think that was her charm. The problem is, she just has a fractious nature, which I didn't realize then because I didn't have much experience, such as life. It's hard to know who will grow into. One of the things, by the way, I try and ask my guests, and I shouldn't have waited even this long to ask you, what's your religious, spiritual background? Were you raised religiously, or were you a good atheist growing up? I I just would like to know how that interleaves with the rest of your life. I was brought up Lutheran, and my dad would read the Bible every day. And I've read the Bible cover to cover a couple of times. Right now, I'm an atheist who thinks that Jesus was a pretty cool guy. I mean, he had some some wonderful ideas. A magician who did some uh, great tricks, but also uh, had some great lessons to teach. 
I think the golden rule is self-evident. You know, if you only live by one rule, let it be that one. Anyway, I'd like to conclude now with one more song by you, Brett. How can we finish off your Song of the Soul? Since this is songs from the heart, this is a song about my little bitty heart attack and, and the surgery thereof. Now, people use the expression serious as a heart attack, but I guess they didn't experience mine. I had some fun with it. I even put a message on my answering machine saying, I'm not dead. I just can't get to the phone. (laughs) So leave a message. And, And people either loved it or hated it. There wasn't anything in between. So, uh... This is Not Dead Yet from Expensive Business Card. Thought my game was over, thought my race was run. I'm not Karen Carpenter, I've only just begun. And I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Ain't no tombstone saying. Rest in peace, Brett Judo, I'm not dead yet. Surgeon at Mount Sinai, before surgery begun, said stick a fork in this one, believe this boy is done, but I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Ain't no tombstone saying, Rest in peace, Brett, you know I'm not dead yet. When Elian's mama died, he went to Disneyland. My kids both had their bags packed. Did not go as planned because I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Ain't no tombstone saying. Rest in peace, Brett, you know I'm not dead yet. sings I thought that I heard too Linda Ronstadt go away take Aretha with you because I'm not dead yet not dead yet ain't no tombstone saying rest in peace Brett you know I'm not dead yet got a live one on the phone today. It's Brett Chemnitz and his song, Not Dead Yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> we're all moving in the same direction. You know that. I was wondering about a couple of the references in there. I mean, you wrote that after Karen Carpenter had died. <laughs> that, that reminds you of something. I've 
when I mention her in that, in some songs, I'll have something that I call bonbons, where, well, she had that song, We've Only Just Begun, which is referenced there. So if you don't know the song and the reference, it doesn't mean a lot, but the song still works. But if you do know the reference, well, there's a bonbon for you. Yeah, and and you mentioned in there Linda Ronstadt, who I saw a video of her performing with some other folks, the Sandman, Mr. Sandman, make me a drink. So anyway, I was looking up stuff about her, and I found out that she retired from singing back in 2011 because she's got Parkinson's. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad because she was such a talent. Well, I'm grateful for you sharing your gifts here today, Brett. We've been speaking with Brett Chemnitz. You can find him, if you want to get a hold of him, go to the-coffee-house.com. You'll find a link to that and to his Facebook page on northernspiritradio.org. You can find him through groups like Pebble Creek Crossing or Plum Creek String Band. A lot of good places. And, of course, as I said, at the Coffee House, the 19th Street Coffee House in Milwaukee, where he does programming. Brett, it's been great getting to know you. You're like a brother that I just haven't met yet, and I hope to see you in person one of these days soon. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Come on over. uh, If you're ever going to be in Milwaukee, try to plan it to be around the second Tuesday. Get a jam over at Casa Chemnitz. You'll be welcome to come in. There's soda for you to drink, and I tell people to eat before they come, and you get to... uh, here, Andy Jaley again, and many others that you enjoy. In fact, here's a little tidbit. The last last time I saw Larry, Craig and I went over to see him. He was at a nursing home, and he was in pretty lousy shape. But he looked over at me, he said, I'm not going to be at the next jam. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool of him to, he used to get down to the jam every third or fourth jam, and Boy, those were really special, but we still have a good time, and you and any of your friends would all be welcome. Well, thanks so much, Brett. Anytime, friend. You take care. I've really enjoyed our conversations. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. So